Joining us now is Michael Cohen uh, to respond, and he'll be here with us in just a moment. But first, uh, I want to take you through the facts today. We have Daniel Dale with us to walk us through what happened in the courtroom today. Daniel, Trump made quite a few claims, as usual. Some of them have already been rejected by this judge. But here is the former president claiming that this lawsuit is part of a coordinated effort by the Department of Justice. Is there any truth in that? There, there is. This trial was railroaded and fast-tracked. This trial could have been brought years ago, but they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. The same with other trials and indictments. It's all run by DOJ, which is corrupt in Washington. Everything goes through them. So, so to, the sorry, DOJ, Abby, yeah. he says, is part of all of this. Is there any truth to that? No, there is no truth to that. There is not a shred of evidence that DOJ is the hidden hand behind the scene. This is a, a state case brought by a state attorney general who Trump correctly noted today and on previous occasions made it part of his, her campaign platform that, that she was going to be tough on Trump. And the second significant inaccuracy in those comments there, Abby, was the part about timing, you know, waiting till the middle of my campaign. Attorney General James uh, launched the lawsuit that led to this trial in September 2022. That's when she filed it. Trump did not launch his campaign until November 2022. So the lawsuit that led to this trial was filed roughly two months before he even announced his 2024 candidacy. Yeah, a, a good point there. Uh, Daniel, Trump also talked at length about what he called a worthless clause, a disclaimer that uh, he had put or his, uh, his aides had put in the financial statements that are now at issue in this trial. Let's listen. We have a clause in the contract. It's like a buyer beware clause. It says when you take a look at the financial statement, don't believe anything you read. This is up front. Some people call it a worthless clause because it makes the statement and anything you read in the statement worthless. This is what's called a full disclaimer. We disclaim the financial statements. But even with a full disclaimer, which immediately takes you out of any fraud situation and any litigation. So what do we know about that, Daniel? Trump is making this clause sound way stronger than it actually is. You can read it. What it says, and I'm paraphrasing, is that the asset valuations in Trump's financial statements are estimates, that they used a, a variety of methodologies to come up with these estimates, including, in some cases, uh, the judgments of Trump and his associates. It says that, you know, you may not be able to sell these assets for the same price that are that is listed here. So it does basically, in, in, in so many words, encourage readers to be cautious about what they're seeing. But it does not say that what is contained in these statements is useless or worthless. It doesn't say don't believe anything you read. And the judge himself noted this uh, in his ruling last week, finding uh, Trump and, and his sons liable for fraud. The judge said that their reliance on this so-called worthless clause is itself worthless. They say that you cannot uh, rely on such a vague disclaimer to misrepresent facts and claim that that inoculates you against uh, claims of fraud. So, so Trump's assertions about what this clause says and how it supposedly protects him against any and all liability is, is just not borne out by the facts. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty hard to believe, honestly, if it were true. So Daniel also, shortly before Trump appeared in court today, his campaign released a statement about New York City's crime data, as if that is related to all of this. Was any of it accurate? 
Yeah, so it, it wasn't false. They used actual numbers, but they were cherry-picking the endpoint for those numbers. So in talking about New York State, they ended their data in 2021. Talking about New York City, they ended in 2022. So they said uh, New York City shootings increased 71% from 2018 to 2022. Murders up 48% 2018 to 2022. What they didn't mention, though, was that we're in October 2023, and the trend line is now sharply downwards. So murder in New York City is down 11% this year. That's in addition to 10% decline last year. Shooting, shooting incidents are down 27% this year, and that's after a 17% decline last year. So in addition to the, the broader point that you can't attribute any trend in crime up or down to any individual attorney general, this is complicated, difficult stuff to pinpoint. Those numbers do not end in 2022. They're not going up anymore. They're going sharply down. All right, Daniel Dale, thank you very much. And joining me now to discuss Trump's former fixer, Michael Cohen. He is now a principal of Crisis X and also the host of two podcasts, Mea Culpa and Political Beatdown, and the New York Times bestselling author of Revenge, How Donald Trump Weaponized the United States Department of Justice Against His Critics. Michael, uh, good to see you. You know Trump very, very good well. Good to see you, Abby. What did you take away from seeing him, his demeanor outside of that courtroom, and even inside of the courtroom when we got a peek at it? Yeah, so this is very typical Donald. You know, on the outside of the courtroom, he was all bluster. He was typical Donald. He was in uh, campaign mode to the point that he was looking to figure out how to make this scenario into something profitable. Inside the courtroom, he was, uh, he was behaving the way that you would expect, you know, somebody to behave when they're in a situation that they have no control over. And that's something that Donald hates. He hates not being in control. He sat there like a good child. He didn't say a word. He didn't speak. He didn't, uh, you know, get out of control, whereby he, he had angry. to be reprimanded by the judge. Of course he's angry. How could he not be? He's watching as his company, his 50-plus year company, is in a death spiral. I mean, basically what Tish James did, our unsinkable attorney general, she gave him the corporate death penalty. And Judge Engoron is, you know, in agreement with Tish James that the company should not be able to practice, neither should Donald, Alan Weisselberg, Don Jr., Eric Trump, or Jeff McConney. None of them should be able to operate any business in the state of New York. So, sure, it's understandable he would be angry. Michael, you were uh, at the center of today's hearing in some ways. I want to get your response to some of the comments that were made today <laughs> in court by uh, Cliff Robert. He's uh, one of the representatives for Don Jr. and for Eric Trump. He said in part, quote, their major linchpin is Michael Cohen. So when you talk about credibility, you're going to have a guy who lies to everyone, who's a convicted felon, and he is a fixture of what their case is about. What's your response to that? I think Cliff Robert is an idiot. Uh, first and foremost, I have now provided testimony to seven, seven different congressional committees, to the Mueller team, to uh, the district attorney on 23 occasions, to the attorney general. And only Cliff Robert and Donald Trump, it's all part of the GOP handbag. All they're going to do is sit there and try to discredit me, to disparage me. That's the name of the Trump game. Look at what he did today, forgetting about Michael Cohen. What I brought to the table were documents and corroborating testimony. So there's, 
Listen, I don't even think that it would be 100% necessary for the AG to use me in order to find uh, Trump guilty of the crimes that, you know, he's been charged with. Look at what he did today, just with Tish James and with Judge uh, Ngoron. Judge Ngoron, he called him, a, you know, all sorts of names, uh, a rogue judge. Tish James, of course, is a racist. It's a line that he's used many yeah. times with many people. He said the same thing about Jack Smith. He says the same thing about Fannie Willits. This is a guy who doesn't understand. Disparaging somebody is not the way to win a case. What you need to do is to bring the evidence, bring the documents in order to clear your name, as opposed to thinking you're going to clear your name by disparaging somebody else. And the fact that you get guys like Cliff Robert, the fact that you get even like Alina Haba or um, Chris Kais to make these statements, the fact that now Jimbo Jordan is now added as well, this is all part of the playbook. I've watched that playbook since 2015 as it related to the campaign. This is so par and parcel for the playbook, it doesn't even affect me. Do you, do you think that Trump cares, to your point, whether or not he actually loses this case? I mean, you, you seem to suggest that they are not as worried about the legal ramifications of all of this. Yeah, this is actually a big one for Donald because Donald's entire id his ego, his super ego, have all been predicated around the notion that he is this incredibly rich, entrepreneur, genius businessman. And what this does is this strips him of all of that. It demonstrates that he's neither rich, he's certainly not a genius businessman, and he's certainly not a good entrepreneur. So Do you this think that he can survive of a everything that he has do you think he I'm can sorry? survive? Do you think he can survive a penalty of a quarter of a billion dollars, or, or even potentially more? Because it's really up to the judge what that number ends up being. Correct. That's also something that people make a terrible mistake with. What um, Attorney General James stated is that it is a baseline of two hundred and fifty million, meaning that's the bottom. That doesn't mean that that's the top. And the way I calculate it, based on the information that I know, it's going to be at least at least double, if not two and a half times that amount with penalties and interest and so on. And the answer, Abby, is no. He cannot survive this. He cannot recover from this. Michael Cohen, thank you very much for that perspective.